0: The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a Tacular edition of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Tim Chelswick. I'm Matt Drury. And it's going to be Tacular because we got Mr. <laughs> shed himself.
0: Well, I think he'd be the first to tell you. We got Mark with us. I think he'd be the first to tell you that. We're probably not the best shed hunters <laughs> in the world. I prefer hunting them when they're attached to their head.
1: You know? <laughs> it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so our, the question of the day today, which we'll get to in a few minutes here, is about, is about shed hunting. But like my experience with shed hunting, I only ever find them when I'm not looking for them. If if I go out and I start, if I'm on a mission, I'm going to go hike some miles. Pff, well, they're gone. Listen, I mean it has
0: to it goes back to how many deer do you have? What's your deer density first of all? Zero. And if it's if they don't winter on you, I mean if you don't have the deer there, you're not going to find sheds. So, you know, I think about my own experiences and we don't tend to find a lot, but we don't tend to hold a lot of deer on the place where I hunt during yeah. the late season or the winter. I should say, it's like late season they'll, they'll be there for a couple weeks through mid and late December, and then Mm -hmm. they tend to disappear. So hard to find sheds if the deer aren't actually there. They're difficult
2: in general. Even when you've got food, you've got cover, you've got deer, it's still hard to go find those sheds. I mean, they're just... They they're naturally camouflaged. Mm-hmm. You never know where they're going to drop them. It's a random sprinkling of mm-hmm. of antlers that you find as many with your tractor tire as <laughs> you find yeah. that you do with your eyes. You know, <laughs> and that's
0: how you don't want to find them. But it's it's a challenge. Well, let's let's get into the question and we'll start tackling the answers right out of the gate here. So the question of the day is brought to you by Cabela's Bass Pro. Your adventure starts here. Hello, my name is Brian. I'm in Northeast Missouri. I was wanting to know uh, what tips you have for finding shed antlers. Thank you. I love it. Short and sweet. So what tips for finding shed antlers? I think the first tip I would love to know from you. And I think one that most people mess up is time timeframe yeah. for where he's at Northeast Missouri. We feel like we pretty have a pretty good confidence level of when you should go shed hunting in that area, but give us your thoughts there on when to go.
2: Well, there's that fine line of, you know, they start dropping. And I think social media has driven this a little bit. And mm. somebody, they start posting about shed hunting before the season even ends anymore, yeah. which just drives me crazy. It's like Christmas
1: in a like, retail store.
2: Yeah. it's like, <sighs> you know, first of all, if he dropped a shed in December, it's a bad sign for that deer. Chances are he's not even going to be alive next year. You know, I mean, mm. more often than not, it's a indicator of overall health. But. If, if that drive starts and they're not off their head and you go into your areas and you start shed hunting, all of a sudden you're putting your deer herd, A, you're putting stress on them and B, you're putting them somewhere where they're going to shed and, and you're not going to find the yeah. antler because they're going over to the neighbors where they're, where they're unbothered. So I like to use trail cameras and I like to wait until I see at least 60, 70% of the antlers off. I stay in touch with a bunch of my buddies. Hey, where do you think we are? Yeah. Every year I got the same guys that I know watch it like I do. And we're often on the same page. We're at 30%, 40%, 60%, 70%. It's somewhere in early to mid March when we get to that 70 or 80% you know, that are off that we actually go out and look because Mm -hmm. you're defeating the purpose if you go too early. Sure. So I like to make sure that they're off. And I do that through camera surveys.
1: Do you find a difference between younger bucks, maybe with smaller racks and more mature bucks in terms of when they shed?
2: Not really. It's very random. You know, you could see bucks that shed in December and I've seen bucks shed as early as November, Mm -hmm. if they're highly stressed or injured or whatever. I've seen other bucks carry them i've, I've jumped bucks in, in turkey season yeah mid-april full green yeah. jump a buck with both sides you know and i'm always like uh ah, healthy you know very very healthy deer that they're holding that late
0: so if they held that late what's their following year the growth like i mean i know that that the antler growth is very rapid and can be rapid but do you see that then it takes them longer to get out of velvet or it, it always still ends roughly around the same time
2: the, the shedding occurs over a very long period the velvet is much over a much more defined period and they all finish out generally in mid-august certainly mm-hmm. and then they're all they all shed their velvet generally within about what seven to 10 days. Yeah, yeah. So it's a much more defined period. It has to go with, you know, the nutrients and spring and all that good stuff. But, uh, they, they shed over a very, very long period. And it's oftentimes a direct indicator to health and, and age.
0: Mm-hmm. So on the shed topic. So if you have a piece where you're afraid of shed poachers, cause that's, that seems to be a growing issue in our hunting community, people walking, trespassing your piece and going and finding all your sheds before you ever even go out. You've stayed out, you've stayed out. And then all of a sudden you get there and it's like, man, there's nothing. And your cameras are stolen or, you know, you know that they've been there. So if you have an issue like that, where you, you want to beat them to the punch, what would be a tip to go about it? So you're not maybe being so intrusive, but you're checking maybe the easy stuff. Well, then, you know, if, if you've got cover, that they go into, I
2: always hunt the, Field edges first, mm-hmm. you know. If you're itching and you want to get out there, then don't bust into a bedroom. Let them go. Don't put your wind into the bedroom. Hunt your waterways and your field edges, and and hunt your hunt your tillable fields. Or if you're winter feeding like we do with with analogics, you know, I've fed probably forty ton of supplement gold this year, but I do it in a long line. I spread my deer out, and then we go back and we check where we're feeding okay. uh, in areas where our winter food source didn't hold out. You know, I I generally plant a lot of winter food source, but if it didn't hold, I'll supplement it with anti-supplement gold.
1: What about, um, so maybe someone doesn't have food, they don't own the property that they hunt. Um, Fence crowd, you know, I've heard places where deer have to jump or have to do something more physical or where the, the cover is dense. What about some of the kind of physical places that people can go? And and look for sheds in high likely areas.
2: Absolutely. And and one thing I want to mention, regardless of where you're going, you should wait for the right conditions. Like the the sheds you'll find on a sunny day versus Mm. the sheds you find on a gray, cloudy day that's a little bit damp, drastic difference. Like sunny, shadowy days are the worst because they create automatic camouflage that that hides the antlers. I used to do an annual shed hunt and our finds would literally depend on the weather that – we just, mm. you know, had during that weekend. If we had a sunny day, the numbers were going to be down. If yeah. we had a cloudy day, they were going to be way up. I mean, drastically up. So anymore, I just won't go unless it's, it's cloudy and, and overcast. Okay. I mm. love those days, but to your point, yes, fence. I, I find a lot around ponds, around water source. Okay. I find as many around water as I do around, around, um, around field what edges. What do you think that is? I think. Just like us, they got to drink every day. Just the and
1: frequency of them just being Just the there frequency of them
2: being there. Oftentimes on the backside of a pond, you ever notice how sheltered it is? Mm-hmm. Ponds are generally in low areas. Yeah. Oftentimes there's always deep, thick grass on the backside of those ponds. And I found a lot of sheds out on the ice on the pond. Wow, a lot. Cool. I, I find as many sheds in and
0: around water as anywhere huh. else. Okay. Dan Perez, has. I've said, that might have been on a previous podcast we did with him, but that he finds a lot in water, you know, creeks or whatever, inside on the banks and ponds or whatever the case may be. He tends to find a lot. I've never had that discussion with anyone.
2: It's the first time I've ever really talked about it, but Mm. I find a lot around ponds.
0: Yeah. I've always heard south-facing hillsides. Is that a good place to kind of... Can be. Yeah,
2: certainly wherever they're they're getting that sun south south or east facing hillsides, sure. it's got a lot of cover to them. You find a lot there. I find a lot in the waterways in the big tillable fields. Mm, okay, excellent, excellent shed hunting in waterways, big tillable because they're they're. Deer in the winter, when they get herded up, they'll go to places you won't see them any other time. And if you watch where you're seeing the herd, those are the places you want to go, okay. you want to go look. Cause they'll get out there at night and they'll spar and you know, knock an antler off. And I find a lot in waterways hmm. and big tillable field edges. Fence crossings to some degree, but that's a little bit more random. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people try to put out the shed traps and get them to come off, but I never like concentrating my deer, especially at that time of the year, because they're at their their low point for energy and stamina. Uh-huh. And I like to, you know, leave them alone. You know, get it, get that feed. If you're going to winter feed, get it far apart, and you go do the work to find them. Don't try to make them do the work for you. Sure, that's the way I look at it, because putting them in an area where they're all together is going to going to stress them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So don't force that.
1: Well, one of the things that I've, uh, I've I've done around kind of the St. Louis County area is that it's legal to shed hunt in a lot of the public parks. Right on. So you may not, like hunting may it's not be allowed deer. there. And there's maybe some really big yeah. deer back in there. And especially if you don't own any land or lease any ground, it's a great chance to at least get out, get some exercise on a spring day and maybe find some really great antlers.
0: That's cool. So, so. Like even Jefferson Barracks or anything like that?
1: I don't know about Jefferson Barracks because that is, I think, owned and operated by the federal government. Okay. And so they may have regulations, but- you see some giant deer there, over there. There's that one over there that is probably one of the most photographed deer in the area. I don't yeah. remember what they call him, but he's just way outside of yeah. these ears. And I'm sure a lot of people are watching and waiting. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keeping that deer in their, uh, uh, in, in their crosshairs, but, but yeah, it, it, it's a great, it's a great way to get in and, uh, to places where deer are just typically untouched.
0: So to that point of t- tip and general tip, like gathering up friends and going you know on a nice day great, gathering up a bunch of friends and going out like you, we always have better luck in numbers you know 10 10 no t- t- we could set mm-hmm. just kind of a police line almost and you know how far out uh, how far apart would you spread it up 10 15 feet right. Than no, further than that, sixty yards or so. Yeah.
2: You know, if you could each see thirty yards, sixty to eighty yards, but inevitably you end up crossing Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. It's, it's Somebody hard to sees
0: one, another oh yeah. to it. Right? Oh now. yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, a good way sure. to try to cover a lot of ground because that's one thing that it's hard if you're doing it by yourself. I mean. I often think like, what did I miss? Well, probably a lot. All of it. 99%. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult.
2: You take a, an app like Onyx, it will help you track see yourself you to were. show you where sure. you were. And then you can see whether you're covering the area thoroughly or not, you know, because it's got that tracker.
0: Um, we have a video tip it. of far that very thing mm-hmm. where, where you see just kind of going back and forth, back and forth and where you've been. Yeah, that is a nice function to see
2: and uh, it's really a, a time coefficient in terms of how many you're going to find so we cover a lot of our ground on on the can you know yeah, the true. more ground you cover the mm-hmm. faster you cover it the more sheds you're going to find uh mm-hmm. if you're in the woods it's harder to do so you're walking then it's also great exercise yeah, whether you're yeah. finding them or not you look at that and go you know i'm prepping for
0: turkey season coming up getting that yeah. cardio in hiking the tallest hills whatever you can it's do it's about the think about it i mean for most guys, it's about the only time you really get to survey your property, you know, it all is. areas uh-huh. of your pe- property and kind of see where, oh, so this is where maybe this is where I need to be hanging a stand or. You learn you know, so much. No so so in that same token, having on X and marking your spot, you know, oh, this is where the tree I need to be in marking it for mm-hmm. later on. No it's doubt. Just you could see so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for, for me, antler, finding an antler is always a nice bonus when you're out turkey hunting finding an antler or a morel like the, the spring is just a, an amazing time. It for is a Turkey. It's the best. <laughs> well, time. I too much. <laughs>
2: spring's the best time. I love spring turkey yeah. season. My goodness. Uh, you know, back to your shed, uh, question though like the other thing you can do is is find the guys that can find sheds oftentimes there are guys that are infatuated with it and really good at it you know take those guys with you if you're trying to find a certain set of antlers or you know a dead deer whatever you're looking for take guys that can see it because not all shed eyes are created equally yeah. mine aren't great Um, Jared's aren't great. Terry's are decent. Uh, Wade, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Eric Boothin, unbelievable. Rod Owen, unbelievable. Like I've been with some guys that will outfind everyone else 10 to one and they just have the eyesight to do so.
0: Aaron Bennett's got good eyes. He always
1: is finding sheds for us. He's always been
2: good. So if you're going to go shed hunting, take good shed hunters with you. Yeah, It'll increase your success.
1: Or take people that have no care in the world about sheds because then they'll give you what they find. Well,
2: yeah. In our case, I take all we find because we, we donate them to Catch, yeah, catch, catch a, a Dream, dream. And, and Dream Sheds. And that's been a fantastic program. We can't get on this subject without talking about Dream Sheds yeah. and saying thank you to everybody that's raised their hand at a banquet and said, I, I want that. There Up to this date, we've we've donated $437,000 wow. to Catch a Dream. And we just signed and sent them the next batch of Dream Sheds for the, for the next round.
0: Yeah. So so for those of you who may not know, Whitetails Unlimited, Catch a Dream, Drury Outdoors, and Whitetails Unlimited had partnered up and at the, you know, your local Whitetail Unlimited banquet all across the country, they'll have uh, one or two sheds typically that uh, Mark and Terry have donated. They've signed. There's a cer- certificate certificate of authentication for mm-hmm. each shed and people bid on it. It's an auction item. And th- there's been stories of six, seven, dollars bids for sheds. Awesome. And it's not it about is. Mark or Terry or the shed itself. It's about a, a good cause and a good reason yeah. to to try to help someone in need. Yeah. And God bless every person that's ever bought one of those dream
2: sheds. Yeah. of The coolest things we've ever done at Drew Outdoors is that program, and I thank the people at Whitetails Unlimited, Jeff Shankton mm-hmm. and Denny Malloy and Dan. I mean, they just have been so supportive of of that program, and they've they've really done a remarkable job helping us support catching. And even
0: down. guys like T Bone, T Bone. <laughs> goes all across the country and and he's a host of these benefits or mm-hmm. auctions or and he he's helping push it and so it's been a collective group effort and it starts with finding all these sheds I mean Market Terry's farm they've found some incredible sheds over the years it's I mean it's truly is amazing and it's one of those things it's like what are you gonna do with all of it what you know it just sits there in a pile we know? talked about them for years the pile yeah.
2: kept getting higher and then you know we were big baseball fans and we were like we we finally Hit it, we were like, Well, wouldn't that be a cool piece of memorabilia? So then, you know, we said, What if we signed them and then auctioned them off? Well, where could we auction all these off at? Well, White Tesla Limited has yeah, 500 perfect. banquets, you yeah. know, they're all deer hunters and they're all drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, perfect storm. So, so, yeah. so we were like, Let's do it. And we found out it was legal to do, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's considered a piece of art, art you know, okay. And, um, it,
0: it really worked out great. <clears throat> pretty cool. So, so cool. There, so there's some people may wonder what we do with all of them. That every, literally every shed. All of them go to that. I kept
2: a few special ones. Not many though. Mm. Everything else went, I was going to say some,
0: you guys got rid of some pretty special ones. Too. Oh yeah. Amazing sheds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what would have been the biggest, our most famous deer? Or, Cause there, there was pretty big
2: Joe. We, we sold his sheds. I mean, we've sold we've sold so many sheds that were seventy five to eighty five. We sold one that was ninety some inches per side,
0: oh just giant, massive things of bone. Well, know? and the incredible part, it, it may be corkscrew. We sold his sheds. Yeah, that's right. It might be it might be uh, forty inches, fifty <laughs> inches. De- I mean, and they'll somebody will win the auction and donate it back. They'll auction that's it off cool. again. Somebody, I mean, you hear those stories all the time, all the time. Yeah, Um, pretty uh, cool. What's the lady there in Columbia that's been so kind over the years? Oh, Kathy and Stan. Kathy, yeah, yeah, Kathy Rupert. Rupert. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's been- I saw
2: them at Yeah,
0: hugged them and thanked them. Some very generous people uh, to to make that program work, but it goes to a good cause.
1: So I think I have an unanswerable question, but I'll throw it out. Regardless- When springtime rolls around and the antlers are dropping, I feel a sense of urgency because I'm concerned about squirrels and chipmunks and, you know, there's a lot of calcium in, in those antlers. How many antlers do you think make it and how many get just consumed before anyone even has a chance to find them?
2: You know, you find so many partials, so you know they're getting consumed. It takes a while for them to consume one completely. But I, I have certain wood lots where they're always all okay, mm-hmm. and other wood lots where they just get destroyed immediately. And I don't know what the difference is, mm. but we find that year in and year out. Um, so I it, it is unanswerable, yeah. your question is. But I would say a lot of them get either damaged or consumed completely. Sure. Yeah. So you got to get on it right away, which is sometime between mid February and mid March is, is the optimum time. It changes year in and year out based on the winter you're having. Yeah. But sometime in that time frame is best.
0: where would you say we're at this year for midwest, you know, our our area.
2: Oh, we're probably 50% off right now. This is what, February? February 18. 18. Yeah, we're probably 50% shed, maybe a little bit less, 40% shed. This will air two weeks. So mm-hmm. towards the end of February, still probably a little early. <laughs> a little early. I mean, historically, I always wanted to go shed hunting around the 20th of March, and I felt like they were all off by then. Okay. Uh, but shed poaching has gotten quite quite large. We're now combating that with cellular cameras. We're putting shed traps out all over the farms. So beware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you freaks that are out there trying to get in the farm. Stay out. We're, we're ready gonna go for you. We're going to get your picture and we're going to tell the world about it. Yeah.
1: What's the weirdest place you guys ever found a shed? <laughs> I haven't found many. So.
2: <laughs> the worst place is a tire, as I mentioned yeah. earlier. I hate finding them that way. Weirdest place... In my yard, there at the house, mm. found one right under the pine tree, wow, just sitting there, I was like oh, pretty cool, walked out the <laughs>
0: you door. Do enough? found one
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's <Got> it. <laughs> yeah it's got it
1: yeah i had one that was just over the fence line in my backyard my my backyard backs to just a cedar an old cedar field, and just and it was algae coverage. so had been there for probably a year or two, and you'd walked over just, fifty times, yeah it. You just never know. Yeah.
2: The cool ones, like I say, out in the middle of a frozen pond. I mean, I think that's kind of weird. Yeah. Or yeah, <laughs> in a tree where they're rubbing it and it pops yeah, off. Yeah. That's cool to find them that way. Yeah. You know? Huh.
0: We find a lot that way. I, I need to elevate. I, was say, I have found one that way. My mm-hmm. dad's last Turkey season, we we're driving through the middle of leaving his camp, going back to like buds and right in the middle of nowhere, there's a little sapling and there's a, Shed right in the middle of it. Stop, stop! 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 I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! i <laughs> like, I think I see a shed.
1: Sure <laughs> enough, that changes that changes the game. I've only ever looked at the ground. Down, I've never now. even <laughs> considered looking. That's up about a the
0: only bit. way I could find it. Literally, dangling hanging. in the middle of an open field, it's and like the only sapling. Got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your dad did that for you. You it, know. That, well, right? we
0: we yeah. questioned it. We're like, I wonder if Forrest found this and put it up while he was on the tractor or something. But I was like, no, I'm I'm I'm
1: taking this. That's one. a little Maddie find one of his own. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for the wildlife word? Yes, you Gird yourselves. Here it comes. Tapidum lucidum. Some it's are Latin. easier than others. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are Latin are Tape pretty worm? much... Is this tapeworm? It's not. It sounds kind of close. It's a layer of tissue in the eye of a lot of vertebrates immediately behind the retina. It's a retro reflector. So it reflects visible light back through the retina, increasing light available to the animal's eye
0: is it also why animals eyes glow yes On trail cameras. that's right yep boom score one putting it me. together
1: mm-hmm. yep exactly and and th- and that's another reason why deer can see so well they're reusing the light in their eye there you go there you go wow. your wealth of information Man. too you're welcome everybody
0: all right well well thank that you that was a short to... and sweet one but
1: that was a good question yeah
0: Absolutely. We appreciate
1: uh, listener, Brian, checking in with a question. If you want to do that, just go to com slash podcast and send us a voicemail. If your name, location, and the question, we'll get to it on air. And uh, we appreciate everyone listening.
0: All right. Until next time, be safe. Good luck shed hunting.